Hello, this is your host, Austin Hopkins, and welcome to the Introvert Leader Podcast. Welcome to episode five called Taking Risks. Super happy to have you guys here today. I want to kick things off with a quick update. Recently, music-wise, I've been going back to my favorite decade of music, which is the 70s. I think there is no better decade for music than the 70s. You have some of the very best bands, some of the very best solo acts, and it's just easy listening. So my my go-to song this week has been Dirty Work by Steely Dan. If you don't know Steely Dan, uh, look them up. If you don't know that song, absolutely listen to it. You're going to love it. And uh, recently, reading-wise, I actually started a book called How to Tell Stories. I'm about halfway through, and it's all about how to tell effective stories that are engaging, that stay with the audience, and that really put the audience in the shoes of the person telling the story. So I figured this book could only help the podcast get better, so I've been loving that that book so far, and I'm excited to to get to the end. TV, movie-wise, I've been watching a couple things. One, I I binge-watched the series Blackbird, on Apple TV. Really, really good. A true story about kind of a heavy subject matter, a serial killer, uh, but really how the the government kind of planted someone in prison to really uh, catch the serial killer and and put him away for good. So really, really like that. And then also been watching, of course, Ted Lasso's back. Solid show. Haven't watched it. You got to watch it. It's amazing. It's got heart. It's got comedy. And it's got great acting. Hobbies-wise, I have been training for an upcoming cycling race. So last year, I kind of decided to do my first kind of cycling events that were longer. And I decided to do a 50-mile ride last year, trained for it, and it was awesome. Absolutely loved it. So this year, I figured, you know what? Let's go for 100. So training for a 100-mile ride, been working my way up with progressively longer and longer rides here uh, in Long Island. And this 100-mile ride is in May. So I got a couple more months, and it's called the North Fork Century. And it takes place on the uh, eastern side of Long Island, all along the water, cool town. So really excited for that. Been kind of taking up some of my free time in this nice weather we've been having. All right. I want to transition, and uh, I want to start with a quote this week. So uh, a quote comes from Gary Vaynerchuk, who is one of my favorite kind of thought leaders, um, if you will. And uh, his quote is, everything is scary till it isn't. And uh, I love this quote because I think it really just shows that uh, everything for the first time can be scary, right? If you haven't done it, it's new. You don't know what to expect. Uh, But once you've done it, it's not really scary anymore, right? It kind of takes away that power of the unknown once you try it. So really love that quote. And I love Gary Vaynerchuk. So I hope you enjoyed this quote as much as me. Okay, I want you to take a second and I want you to think of a risk you could and that you would take in your life. Right? It could be something small. It could be something huge. Uh, But we're going to talk about it later. But I want you to just start thinking about what's one thing, one risk that you could, that you would take. So I guess you might be wondering, like, why talk about risks? Right? Why talk about risk taking? Um, And for me, it's really simple. I I think there are potential risks that we can take, positive potential risks, I should say, that are around us every day. Sometimes we see them, sometimes we don't, sometimes we can spot them out quickly, sometimes people have to spot them out for us. But I think risks and potential risks are around us every day. And I believe getting comfortable with taking risks has helped me achieve success after success in my life. 
my goal is to help each of you get the confidence or get the strategies to take calculated risks in your life. Um, and, and I guess the reason why I, I want to talk about it even at a, a, a deeper level is I don't want to have any regrets. That's something that really scares me in my life is that I don't want to be 80 years old. I don't want to be 50 years old. I don't want to be 40 years old and wake up and think, gosh, man, I regret not doing that. I wish I would have taken that chance. I wish I would have done something out of my comfort zone, but I didn't. So my goal is to help you guys live the same way without regrets, because that's something that, I, that I've researched a fair amount and noticed that they get to talk with people that are older at the end of their life. The number one thing that they are disappointed in is their regrets. So that's why I want to talk about risks today. Um, risks have been uh, key to my success over my career, in my personal life, in my friendships, you name it. And so I want to start off telling you guys a little story about maybe the, the first huge risk that I felt like I took when I was in my early part of my career. So I'd been working for a large bank for about five years um, at this point, and I had some, seen some success, right, as an individual contributor. I was a banker. Things were good. I was making good money for my age. I wasn't all that stressed, uh, but I was kind of on autopilot, right? Uh, not necessarily growing uh, very much at work, but things weren't bad, right? Things were okay. And I remember seeing, you know, branch managers at the time and thinking, this wasn't for me. You know, I, uh, I had noticed that they had to be super visible to clients. They had to interact with people all day long, large groups, sometimes small groups, but they were always interacting with lots of different people. And they even had to give like daily huddles or presentations. And as an introvert, all of these things seemed like hell. So, you know, I remember my manager at the time, she was this young, successful leader. Um, and you know, to her credit, she had found a way to make leadership look easy and we all loved her. And I remember one day, uh, the assistant manager at our branch had left and Anina, the manager that I was just mentioning, uh, approached me with the idea to be a leader. You know, she said that she saw something in me and encouraged me to think about it. Uh, you know, at that point I had never considered leadership, never seriously considered it. Um, but you know, I figured, you know, she took the time to tell me she saw something. So, you know, that's what I did. I, I thought about it, thought about it, the opportunity and all that came with it. You know, I thought about, gosh, how much interaction with people I would need. And that scared me. You know, I thought about, um, you know, the increase in responsibilities. Of course, I thought about the additional pay and all those other additional benefits. But, you know, this was a huge risk for me at the time, right? Things weren't going bad things were going well and I was making decent money. And I even thought, gosh, maybe I would be making a huge mistake and that I would hate my new career path. But then I remember thinking about regret. Uh, and I remember thinking, you know, how I would feel if I didn't take it. I thought about all the possible good that could come from it. And eventually I made the decision to move forward with the role. So fast forward, you know, a few months later, uh, I was asked to run a huddle at the branch. This was like a little meeting, 15 minute meeting in the morning. And this was it. This was my worst nightmare coming to life. I was going to have to stand in front of a group and come up with stuff to talk about for 15 minutes and keep it engaging. Um, but you know, I, I knew that if I was going to be a leader, I would have to get comfortable speaking in front of groups. So I started prepping for the meeting, right? Uh, you know, talking with different people in the branch, uh, looking at the trends within the branch, right? I really wanted to put together what I thought was an effective meeting with important content. On the day of the meeting, you know, I was in shambles. You know, I'm talking sweaty hands, sweaty face, heavy breathing, panicking, 
Uh, but, you know, I got up in front of the group and I ran the meeting. And to my delight, the huddle really sucked. <laughs> there was no flow. Uh, you know, I asked the group too many questions, yada, yada, yada. It, it wasn't good, right? It just, it, it was a, a crash and burn as far as I'm concerned. Uh, but it really didn't matter though, right? Because I took the risk and I got through it. Yeah, I came out with some bruises and some scrapes and I, you know, maybe my pride was a little hurt because I thought, ah, oh, I'm going to lead this big huddle. But that was the extent of the problems, right? There was no lasting effects. But when I think back about this time in my life, you know, I think it may be one of the most important seasons for Austin, right? The decision to take on the risk of being a leader changed my life. I believe it introduced me to my highest purpose uh, and set me on a path that led me to where I am today, which is speaking with you guys. So while I made the decision to take the risk back in the day, I didn't always jump into taking risks, right? That, I don't always do that. Um, and I know so many people that are in the same boat. So, you know, I want to talk with you guys a little bit in transition to why so many people avoid risk taking. And what I did is I put out a survey on LinkedIn and asked a whole bunch of my closest friends and colleagues and family about like, what are the top reasons why you avoid taking risks? And so here are like the top seven or eight reasons why people avoid taking risks. And the top two ones voted via LinkedIn, which is fear of failure. The second is the fear of the unknown. Another one while people avoid taking risks is what will others think of me, right? What are they going to think of me if I fail? I think another one's lack of confidence, Uh, comfort with the status quo, right? I talked about that a little earlier about how I was comfortable. You know, and I think the last one would be risk aversion or your upbringing, right? So let's say your family is very traditional and your parents didn't take many risks and their parents didn't take very many risks, right? It's it's likely that they're going to pass that kind of thinking on to you. That's not the worst thing in the world, right? That just means you need to be cognizant of it and you need to strategically make choices to take calculated risks, right? When the, the opportunity presents itself. So those are the top reasons why I think people avoid taking risks and... For me, it really comes down to reframing those reasons not to take risks and reframing risk in general, right? Because if you just look at risks in your life, right, and they can be, right, lots of different things. It could be, you know, uh, taking on a bigger responsibility at work. It could be asking somebody out. It could be uh, starting a new project. It could be taking a class that you've been wanting to take for a while, but you just haven't pulled the trigger, right? It could be asking or excuse me, applying for a job when you don't meet all of the qualifications on the job description, right? Risks can be almost anything. But I think again, it comes down to reframing it, right? Because when you look at just the risks by itself, they're scary. But if you think about them in a bigger context, I think it makes it a little easier. So for me, I think the, the first thing that I, that I try to do is I try to connect whatever that risk is, that pr- potential risk, to what my long-term goals are, right? So I have some, some goals in my life, some pretty big goals, things that I know I can accomplish, assuming I'm willing to take risks. So anytime I'm debating whether or not I should take a risk, I try to connect that risk to the goal. So I'll give you an example. You know, I was debating whether or not to start this podcast, right? I had to decide if the risk of looking stupid was worth the upside of moving closer to my goal of helping as many people as possible become the best version of themselves, right? I wouldn't say this was the biggest risk to start a podcast, but it could have gone horribly. People could have hated it. People could have not tuned in or given me horrible feedback, but I figured, you know what? It's okay if I look a little stupid because this gets me closer to what my big goal is. And so that's what I mean by connecting. I think there's a lot of power in realizing 
the risk is not just an isolated thing. It connects to something bigger. So when you think about it that way, it takes a little bit of the pressure off of it and almost forces you to want to take those risks in your life because you know they're going to get you to something bigger. But I want to break down some of those main reasons why people avoid taking risks and and kind of give you my thoughts as to how I approach each of those. So I think the first one, right, fear of failure, being afraid of something that won't kill you doesn't make any sense. So you probably aren't afraid of walking outside your home and being hit by a falling plane, right? Yes, it could happen, but it's very unlikely. And, you know, the famous philosopher Seneca says, we suffer more in imagination than in reality. And I love that quote because I think it really just shows that we build these things up in our head. We just create all of these different scenarios of how things are going to go horribly and how we're going to fail. But a lot of times, none of that actually happens. And so we've just built it up in our head. So that's kind of how I view the fear of failure. Now, fear of the unknown. This one is something we all have in common. We all don't know what tomorrow is going to bring us. We just don't. But I think letting the unknown hold you back is almost like saying to yourself, hey, this risk is so big that I don't think I can handle what comes next. And I found that we're pretty resilient as humans and pretty capable. So, you know, I guess my thought on that one is don't automatically assume you aren't up to taking the risk even before you try it, right? Don't already assume you're going to fail without even giving it a shot, right? Give it a shot. And then if you fail, hey, so be it, right? But but uh, kind of assuming already it's not going to work out is, is a really negative mindset in my opinion. Okay, so the next one, what will others think of me? This one hits especially close to home. Um, I am a recovering people pleaser. And I know firsthand just how important the opinions of others can be for someone like me and how they can affect you. But two things that have really helped me for this one. First, And I I can't explain this, but as I get older, I start to care a little bit less about what others think of me, right? It's still something I I struggle with. I still am a people pleaser, something that that I I work on constantly. But as I get older, I start to realize, you know what? This is just who I am, right? I'm 33 years old. I'm not going to change vastly in my life. The the core values and the the way I think of things for the most part are going to stay pretty similar, right? And people are just going to have to accept that. And then I think the second thing is the vast majority of people don't care about you or what's going on with your choices. And I, and I hate to say it and be blunt like that, but that's the truth, right? We're all occupied. We all got our own problems, our family, our work situations. So at the end of the day, people aren't necessarily judging each of your choices or even that invested in them. So to, to live your life for what somebody else might think of you is uh, it's kind of a waste of your time. Uh, So the next one is the lack of confidence. So this one is a tough one, right? You can't just wake up one day and say, hey, I'm going to be confident tomorrow. It's not really how it works. But here's my secret. Believe it or not, risk taking actually builds confidence. So when you successfully take a risk at work or in your personal life, something that you know you should do, something you're thinking about, and you take that risk and it either works or doesn't, it creates a new pattern in your brain and tells you you can try it again and maybe even something harder. So it really builds confidence. Every every single risk that you take, you get a little bit more confident. So for me, I would say this one has really, really helped me too, is just taking consistently taking risks over and over again, right? And I don't mean risks that, that break the bank and I don't mean risks that will put you out of your home if things don't go well. I'm talking about calculated risks. Things that if, again, if they don't go well, you're not going to be you're not going to be destitute. You're not going to be um, you know so far gone you can't recover. 
So the next one is, you know, the risk aversion or upbringing. So this one is, I feel like it's probably going to be one of the toughest to completely overcome because we are the sum of our upbringing, right? So the way your mom and dad raised you, the the sisters, the brothers, the people you hung out with when you were older, all left an imprint on how you view things. And so, you know, I guess for me, if I, if I had been raised by, you know, parents or had been around um, kind of people that were averse to risks, my idea would be to look at how I was raised and, and specifically those people and, and start to think, well, the person who instilled, uh, you know, this fear of risk, are, have they led a successful life? Do I want to follow in their footsteps? And w- were the risks that they were talking to me about the same as the ones I would be taking? And the chances are, you know, if you've met someone who hasn't taken any risks in your life, they probably haven't led the most successful life. Now, I, I can't say that's a 100% certainty, but my guess would be they've lived a pretty safe life. And a safe life is fine, but a lot of us want to take some risks and they want more. So that was how, how I would approach, uh, you know, if I had been kind of raised by someone who was, um, you know, really averse to risk. The next one, the comfort with the status quo. Now, this one, it can be a good thing and it can be, you know, a bad thing. You know, I believe risks are harder to take when things are going well, right? When things are going well, when you are, what I'll say, happy or content or satisfied, whatever it may be, you know, there, it, it's really hard to even want to look at other things because things are going well. And there's nothing wrong with being comfortable. Just make sure that you don't have any regrets later on, right? That's kind of how I approach it. I just don't want to have any regrets later. If I'm comfortable for a season, hey, that's fine, but... My, if I'm comfortable for three years, for two years, for five years, and I'm not getting uncomfortable at all, for me, that's just, it gets on my nerves, right? I, I just realized that I'm wasting potential. Great. So now that we kind of broke down some of the, the different reasons why people avoid taking risks and kind of how I would approach them, I, you know, I want to tell you another story. Um, and this one really kind of is more of a recent one. And for me, this was what I would say was a big risk at the time that has really set me up for success in my career and in my expertise uh, within leadership. So I mentioned earlier, you know, that I didn't want to have any regrets in my life. So I'll share the story about one of the risks I took. Gosh, it would have probably been 2020, 2019. Um, So this was a few years ago and I was working at a credit union as a manager of a 10 person sales banking team that were spread across Washington, California. And this team was performing. They were hitting their numbers. Um, Things were going well, right? I liked the team. Um, I kind of took over the team. I didn't really create it from scratch, Um, but they were were running fine. Team was happy. Um, But at the time, my manager and his boss uh, approached me with the idea to start a new team. This would be a, uh, what they called an outbound sales team. So this team would help deepen relationships with clients all across the country, but virtually. And this team would be brand new to the company. It'd be small, so it'd only be two people, and I'd be given very little resources and even less direction. So, you know, how I viewed it would be a risk, right, to leave my well-established large team and essentially start from scratch. And I thought about it for about a week. You know, I weighed the pros of staying comfortable versus getting uncomfortable. I thought about the opportunity to create something from scratch and really to leave my unique mark on something. And I knew starting this new team would be scary, and I knew there was a high probability of failure, but I also knew that I would regret not starting the new team. So after some negotiations, you know, I accepted the role, and I started creating this team. And, you know, starting this new team from scratch 
was uh, not super easy. And in fact, I made a ton of mistakes and it actually took some time for the team to find success. But eventually the team started to really cook. Uh, They were moving, they were grooving. And, you know, I was able to be my true self at work, right? My full self, the full Austin experience, if you will, and really create a culture that was completely unique to me. And this was my first real opportunity to do that, to create something completely from scratch. And I kind of became addicted to the act of that pure creation. So, you know, I was able to start the team and and they did some amazing things. And then fast forward, when an opportunity to move New York, to move to New York and do the same, I said yes, right? Because I absolutely loved creating that team, that little department from scratch. And so I guess the moral of this story is to say, I encourage you to say yes to opportunities and take risks if you know you should. Right? There's something in our in our bodies, in our in our minds, in our hearts, if you will, that that uh, it guides us. It's our inner voice. In fact, uh, the next episode we'll talk more about that. But you know, I just can't stress the importance of listening to that. Right? And and you'll know. Right? When a risk comes up, you'll know if you should take it or not. Something inside of you will say, "Gosh, you really you could do this, Austin. Come on, man, you should try it out." So, you know, that that uh, that story really kind of just, like I said, illustrates a transformation for me of kind of where I came from, kind of being a, a traditional leader to really moving into that leadership role where I was able to create. So, uh, you know, we talked a little bit about the reasons why people avoid risk. We talked a little bit about the risks I've taken. Um, I want to kind of just talk a little bit about the success you can find when you take risks. And my goodness, folks, there is a lot of success to be found. So number one, in no particular order would be the exposure to new things and experiences. So taking risks can lead to exposure to something new, right? So maybe you take and maybe you ask to take on a project at work that gives you exposure to marketing, right? You don't necessarily work in marketing, but you take a risk to try something new and then you get exposed to it and you like it, right? So I think for me, that's a really fun thing is you know, if you only do the same thing and you always say no to taking risks, you're going to continue to do the same things. And for me, that's just boring. And I don't like doing the same things, right? I got that ADD. So for me, the attention is always bouncing around. I'm, I'm, I'm interested in something new. I like fresh things. Um, and so for me, exposure to new things via risk taking is huge. Another one is, believe it or not, you grow your expertise after every risk you take and you see success, right? So when you try something new, Whether or not you are successful or not, you've grown your expertise a little bit. You've been exposed to something you haven't before, right? So, you know, I I gave the story a few episodes back about how I was exposed to product management and really enjoyed it. Now that's something I I could see myself doing more of in the future. So again, you build that expertise by by taking risks. And then the last one, this is one I I said a moment ago, but I think it, it bears repeating is confidence builds after every risk you take. So after you take a risk, regardless of how it turns out, right? And that's the key. A lot of people think it has to turn out well for it to be uh, beneficial to your confidence. Absolutely not. Regardless of how a risk turns out, it shows your brain that you're capable of taking another risk, right? You took that risk. You didn't die. You didn't lose all your money. You're fine. And so the next time a risk presents itself, that little voice in you is going to say, hey, hey, man, maybe we should give it a try since the last time we were okay. And it's funny how we're rewarded over and over again when we take risks. And, you know, I think the the last thing that really stands out to me about success in regards to risk taking is when we take risks, it shows to others it's okay to take risks. All right. And I said this in a first episode, and I, I really, truly believe this. I believe it's the duty of each of us to reach down 
and help those behind us, below us, to the side of us. And so when we take risks, we're, even if we're not saying it, we're showing the people around us, hey man, it's okay to take risks. In fact, when you take risks, you'll find some success. They're not going to kill you. And by the way, I've been inspired to take risks because of this exact thing. I've watched people around me take risks, start businesses, uh, switch career paths at the, a later age. And when I see people do that, for me, it really just makes it feel a little bit more okay to take a risk. Hey, if my friend can do that, gosh, I should really try that, right? And so, you know, I would say those are the, the kind of the, the ways that I found success with the risk-taking. So in the very beginning, you know, I asked you to think of a risk you could and would take, right? And so here's some examples of different kind of risks you might be able to take, right? Applying for a job where you don't meet all the qualifications, asking your boss for a raise, interviewing for new jobs, volunteering to give a presentation, volunteering to run point on a project. Personal-wise, that could be starting that side hustle, picking up that new instrument you've been thinking about. How about going to the gym and looking stupid, right? You're not, you're not a gym rat, so you don't know what to do, and you're going to look stupid maybe. Maybe it's asking that girl out, that guy out. Or maybe it's taking that online class you've been eyeing. Or if you're an introvert, maybe it's, for me, it's like going out to meet new people. So I asked you at the beginning of the episode to think of that risk. So this week, my challenge to you is I want you to to either take that risk or I want you to take one step towards that risk. So that's the goal for this week. You've thought about the risk. You know you can do it. I want you to go ahead and pull the trigger on it. So thank you so much for hearing my thoughts about risk-taking. Before we wrap up, I just want to uh, ask for a quick favor. So this new podcast journey has been awesome, and it's been really, really uh, informative for me, and I've learned a ton. And what I've learned is the importance of engagement via reviews and ratings on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, you name it. So my ask of you is if you've listened to a couple of episodes and you found value, my ask is that you would go on to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts, and leave a rating, right? Leave a review um, so that others can find value in this content and others can see uh, maybe what you've you've learned from it. So again, I want to say thank you so much for your time. Thank you for your engagement. Make it a great day. The Introvert Leader Podcast. Subscribe for new episodes every other Wednesday.